0: Welcome to Scientist Soundwaves. My name is Hiroki Kurada, and I'll be your host for today's episode. As technology continues to revolutionize, it can begin to be applied in many different aspects of daily life, such as distinguishing higher and lower performers at work. Measuring job performance at work has always been a subjective process. However, with the help of machine learning, an objective measuring process has been developed. Today, we have Professor Striegel, our special guest from Notre Dame University. He's a professor of computer science and engineering. Over the years, he has accomplished various accolades, such as writing multiple best paper awards, receiving the 2004 National Science Foundation Career Award, and being the general chair of the International Conference on Computer Communications and Networks in 2016. Thank you so much for coming aboard, Professor Striegel.
1: Glad to chat with you.
0: Before moving into our different topics today, could you please explain why you decided to focus on your area of expertise?
1: Sure. So so I actually do, do work in a couple areas. This is kind of one of the sub areas. Uh, generally, kind of broadly speaking, I, I, I tend to work more so in kind of wireless networking and instrumentation. This particular work that you kind of foreshadowed a little bit it's it's really centered on we have a strong interest in wireless communications and and we've also used it to kind of instrument the human condition. So we've done work looking at like you know can you figure out why why people make and you know keep friends you know all throughout college? and so this was kind of a natural extension of some of the work where we had, And basically presented a challenge, which was, could we take all of the really great work that's gone on in the sensing and wearable community? And could we actually put that in practice on trying to predict workplace performance in the real world?
0: So could you please explain to us what those wireless network ecosystems are and I guess how they can be applied in different fields?
1: Sure, so, so that's kind of a, a bigger catch-all. Most people have probably heard of, you know, have heard the terms like 4G, 5G, kind of banded about. Most of us you know, every day probably use Wi-Fi. You know, we're, we're sort of used to all of our smart devices. And a lot of what kind of makes this sort of pervasive or what's known as sort of ubiquitous computing go is wireless technology. You know, it allows us to have very mobile, small devices that we carry with us or, you know, can move in our vehicles and sort of be always connected all of the time. So we have some sort of connectivity and kind of more broadly, what our research is interested in is, you know, how do we understand that ecosystem of devices that are out there? How do we make networks scale? Whether you say you're attending a Notre Dame football game, how do we make it so you get reasonable performance or even just down to the person, you know, what could something that we're wearing, uh, what could that tell us if it relays it to our smartphone and it saves it out in the cloud How could we better quantify or understand ourselves or even teams or even a broader organization?
0: In a study you co-authored, you explored the use of objective data from phones, wearables, and beacons differentiating the high and low job performance at the workplace, as mentioned in the introduction. Could you please elaborate on how this objective system works?
1: Sure. So I'd be remiss if I didn't thank all of my collaborators, because for for this project, we we had a huge number of collaborators first. So a huge shout out uh, to Cheyenne Marjafari, who was the lead student author on the paper, and then his advisor, Andrew Campbell. You know, they really ended up kind of driving this particular work. But what we were interested in is we we took a study, and a lot of studies that – worked with wearables and these sorts of things, they tended to usually do college students. And kind of the, the crux of the study was, well, could we take all this great stuff you've done with college students then and could we try to figure out job performance? And so we had a, a year-long study of about 750 information workers. So I think kind of white collar workers. Um, what we did is we gave them a wearable. We gave them a Garmin VivoSmart 3 We sent them a couple of Bluetooth beacons. Uh, We asked them to share their social media if they would. And then we also asked them to run a smartphone agent to kind of put this all together and kind of gathered information. In addition to all of that, we gathered a whole set of ground truth. And part of that ground truth was, understanding job and workplace performance. So we asked them at the beginning of the study, a variety of sort of ground truth metrics from the business literature of, you know, as well as things drawn from the psychology literature, things like personality, things like introversion, extroversion, things like affect and just general sort of sleep habits. And we coupled that then with daily surveys where we asked people in terms of, you know, how was their mood that day? Uh, You know, how was, how did they feel their performance was that day? And the idea was, is could we tease out underneath for folks that had good performance or folks that were felt they were higher performing, were there signals underneath there from the wearable, from social media, from the smartphone agent, or the beacons on maybe how, you know, when we saw each other, could we fuse that together? And would there be anything that could help us predict who might be a better performer? And we've looked at things from Not only high and low performers, we've also tried to do, Cheyenne did some really nice work on looking at trying to predict, say, promotions. uh, And just, you know, is there, what could we learn from it? Instead of just kind of the traditional yearly HR review, you know, could we get something? Could we do something maybe a little better, maybe a little different? The answer is sort of you know with any sort of system with humans you know there there's things that wearables and beacons and all this are really good at and there's other things that they're okay at the overall system did okay you know i don't think you have anybody has any worries anytime soon that suddenly hr is going to be replaced with these sort of systems and it's where we kind of think feel there's a bit more value is maybe offering feedback to oneself you know from an organizational perspective it's it's a little bit trickier it's kind of more like, could we learn habits of highly effective people rather than, you know, should we be mandated and we all have to wear wearables and carry beacons and all of that? Because I, I don't think the data really supports that
0: at this time. So what do you think the future holds for machine learning and also um, increasing work performance using technology?
1: So that, that's that's a great question. And it's, it's a really interesting one. You know, I think... In a broad sense, what what our study kind of really pointed to and with such a large kind of cohort of people over a whole year is that the the devices and kind of techniques for machine learning and dealing with humans is still messy and dynamic. You know, I I think we can kind of detect some interesting things around the edge and it can be useful for self-reflection but I don't think the tech is really there. Now, some of the questions that emerge are we maybe just not sensing the right thing. Um, could we get there with maybe better sensors? So like one of the interesting parts a wearable can give you is something called heart rate variability. And heart rate variability, kind of what it measures is uh, you have your heart rate. Of course, when you get excited, you know, it beats faster. If you're exercising, it beats faster heart rate variability measures kind of the variance in between your various beats. And what happens is as you get excited, uh, sort of a stress perspective, uh, your body releases more adrenaline and what that ends up happening then is your heart is going faster and it's more consistent. And wearables when you're kind of sitting still do an okay job of measuring that. So kind of in the workplace, they do okay. When you start moving, moving your hands, moving all around, like when you're exercising, they struggle a bit just because they shine an LED at your blood vessels and moving all around, it just gets noisy. And so there's a lot of interesting work, you know, maybe fusing your breathing coupled with motion, coupled with observations over time. But generally speaking, we're not really there yet. We're really kind of, you know, I would say at the early kind of infancy is you know, these systems, especially in machine learning, really struggle when we tend to miss data you know, data is just not there or being able to kind of sample the entire space, you know, there's, you know, that that's a hard problem. How do we kind of cover everybody, you know, and cover all of the different cases. And so it's, we're, we're very early on. And I, and I think I would be remiss to say, yeah, this is definitely going to be there. It's going to be great. I, I think it's interesting work, but again, while we're doing it kind of also being very cautious of how well would actually be used and should we really use it for decisions that might matter uh, in the workplace or is it kind of more informative and it might help guide us a little bit kind of around the edge.
0: So there were some concerns that this kind of technology uh, tracking user behavior could be used harmfully. So how how do you think we should uh, make sure that these kinds of technologies remain ethical?
1: And that is also really, just great fundamental question. And I think, you know, if we look at the state of the devices and kind of the degree of performance that they can deliver right now, you know, I I think we're not there. And there's a broader question of, should we even try to get there? You know, is this something that we want to know? Is it something that we should know? Can we get reliable data that we should use to make decisions and actions. And at least kind of where the data is now, you know, it can maybe help teach us a few things, but from like an actionable perspective, you know, that there's some, I think some pretty significant doubts. And, and part of what our kind of our broad, broader study showed is that th- there's still a pretty healthy gap between where we are at today versus where we might be able to go. But I think There's a broader question of just fundamentally when you look at this work of looking at through an ethical lens and then asking ourselves okay is this something that we want to instrument is this something that we should do and I think always thinking about ethically you know what are the implications of what we're doing how are we going about it what how should we use it how should we temper it you know I, I think we need to really carefully think this through i think there's interesting things to be learned but my my kind of even since we've done this paper and some of the others is more so as a lot of it is kind of a edge, you know where it's kind of telling us a few things but not kind of really deep profound things and it, i think it could maybe be useful i think there's where the challenge comes in is you know as well too if we look at should an employer ever mandate Um, You know, you've seen efforts where they're like, okay, we will give you a discount on your health insurance if you wear a wearable. A really great question is, should that data be shared with your insurance company? Should that data be shared with your employer? You know, if I get bad sleep for the next three nights, should my boss know that I haven't got a great night's sleep for the last three nights? Is that because maybe I'm stressed due to work or maybe I'm going out and doing other things? You know, and are these things that my employer should have insight to? And right now, I I just don't think the tools are there to offer those kind of privacy protections. And really, especially now, you know, until we we get there, really, with very well done studies with very particular human subject protections, is kind of where we should probably stay for the short term, with very careful considerations overall. Um, It's not clear that AI and machine learning are ever gonna get us there because this data is really noisy and really dynamic. And I think one should always be very cautious or skeptical of someone kind of promising that these are the tools that are gonna get us there. I think there's a huge amount of work to be done and explored very carefully and ethically. And I think any sort of mandate or anything like this, one should have a healthy degree of caution and skepticism.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Professor Striegel, and it was a pleasure having you on this show.
1: Thank you very much for having me, and uh, it was
0: an enjoyable time. Great chatting with you. If you would like to ask us a question about today's podcast or would like to offer your expertise and join us as a guest speaker, please email us at the link in the description box. Thank you for supporting our new podcast, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to today's session. Stay safe and see you soon.